one and uh, just make our way down to verse number six tonight, Exodus chapter number 21 and uh, verse number one. And everything that uh, has been sung and said um, has just went right along with uh, the thought that the Lord has given me uh, tonight and just been praying and trying to seek the Lord about what he'd have us to say. And uh, this is where we find our place tonight. All right, Exodus chapter number 21. And uh, let's look together, if we will, in verse number 1 tonight. All right, now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If thou buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve. And in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself if he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. And if his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free, then his master shall bring him unto the judges, and he shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness tonight. Thank you, God, for the reminder, uh, Lord, of your goodness, and, and Lord, how you've provided for us and how you've blessed us. Uh, in song tonight, God. We know that you are a good God and you're worthy to be praised. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the health and the strength and, and God, the ability and the wherewithal, uh, God, to be able to come to church here on a Wednesday night tonight. Lord, we love our church. We thank you for it. Thank you for how you've blessed it down through the years. And God, we ask you, Lord, that you'd continue to do so. Father, we pray, Lord, that you'd add to the church, Lord, as you see fit. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that we can see. And, Lord, even the things that uh, are going on behind the scenes, Lord, that we cannot see. Lord, we know that there's an unseen hand at work. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, for that. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us tonight just to dismiss everything from our heart and our mind, Lord, to focus solely on you. And, uh, God, may we look to the Word of God. May we draw strength and help from it tonight, Lord. May you minister God, to every need that's represented in this place tonight, Father, we'll thank you for it. We ask you, Lord, once again, Lord, for your help and your touch. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you glorify yourself in the message and everything that's said and done tonight. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we come to Exodus chapter number 21, this is another one of those texts where the Lord gives provision for things uh, that would have happened in the land as uh, the children of Israel, of course, are preparing uh, to go in to take that land, God, of course, called the people to Himself. We know that tonight, and God gave them a divine uh, law that was summarized in the Ten Commandments. And, of course, here in chapter number 21, He gives uh, this provision for uh, a Hebrew buying one of his kinsmen, buying uh, one uh, of his uh, uh, kinsmen, this Hebrew and this servant, and we of course know that there is a term uh, to the service he is to serve there uh, six years. And in the seventh year, he is required uh, to go out free for nothing. He has served his time, and uh, now he is free to go. And of course we know that, but there's an interesting uh, part of this text, this, this servant actually has a choice in the matter, and there's something that is 
presented to him in verse number 5. He's allowed uh, to go free and go out by himself. His uh, wife, if she belongs to the master and the children that were uh, born out of that marriage and that relationship, they were required to stay with the master. But there's just one thing that that servant had to say and uh, to be able to give up the ability to go out free, uh, but rather stay and serve his master. And he says in verse number 5, If the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free tonight. I want to preach on the thought tonight, I love my master. I love my master tonight. Whenever we look at this text tonight, we know that this statement, I love my master, is one of confession tonight. He uh, has a desire and has a love for his master and ha has a love for the servitude of the master and he must willingly confess. He must willingly say verbally before everybody that I love my master. Before I go any further tonight, can I publicly say that I love my master, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a good God and he's worthy to be praised. He is a good God and he is worth serving the if there's anybody that's better if there's anything that's better than serving Jesus I wish you'd come tell me about it because I'll go do that tonight but I know uh, that's a futile statement because there is none greater than our God he said I am the Lord and beside me there is none other the Bible says neither is there salvation in any other for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and this statement I love my master is one of confession tonight but secondly I want you to understand this that this statement I love my master is not only a statement of confession but it's also a statement of consequence here's what this man knows and what this man understands that if he stands and he makes this statement, I love my master and my wife and my children, if he utters those words, here's what he knows and what he understands. He'll never be able to walk free again. He'll never have the liberty to go down to the town square and be his own man. He'll always be linked to the master's name. He'll no longer have a choice. He'll no longer have the freedoms that he once enjoyed. But everything that he does is going to be connected to the master tonight it's a statement of confession it's a statement of consequence can I say this that it is a statement of consecration everywhere he goes after this moment everybody's going to know who he belongs to and we'll say more about that in just a little bit tonight but the Bible has much to say about these marks the Bible has much to say uh, about someone taking a mark and, and being changed tonight. Listen, soldiers uh, were marked in uh, their in Bible days. Those Roman legionnaires, they wore uh, the sign of Rome and they were forever identified because of their service to Rome. Listen, prisoners were often uh, marked in today's time. A prisoner, those that are incarcerated, they get a, a number for, they for, their, for their name, so to speak. Uh, but listen, these soldiers were physically marked uh, as to 
identify that they were someone else's property. Uh, Listen, in the book of Genesis, it was God who put a mark on Cain because of his wickedness. Uh, And even the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was identified by his disciple Thomas uh, because the prince of the nails in his hands uh, and the wound from the spear in his side. Uh, uh, Listen to me, we are marked uh, by our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And when we put our faith and our trust in Him uh, there is forever a mark that is placed upon us tonight. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments on this thought. I love my Master. Why do I love my Master? Number one, I love my Master because of His authority. I love my Master because of His authority. Verse number 2 tells us this, If thou buy a Hebrew servant six years, he shall serve, and in the seventh month he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. But if his Master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and and he He shall go out by himself. The servant must come to the the master in verse number 5 and plainly say, I love my master. Why is is the servant uh, subject uh, to that master tonight? Listen, it is because of the master's authority. If there is one that is to be set free, then he'll be set free by the master. Uh, But while he is serving, listen, he's bound to that master tonight. Uh, But can I say this, according to the Word of God, uh, that that Master is to be just tonight. Amen. Everything that the Master gives to that servant, it is is given by His hand, uh, and He is exercising His authority tonight. Hey, can I say this, that the God we serve, uh, He is a just God. He's not trying to pull any punches on you tonight. He's not trying to cut any corners uh, as far as your life is concerned. Uh, He's a just God, uh, and He He's ever righteous and He's ever truthful and He's ever holy and He doeth all things well. That's what the Word of God says tonight. Oh, listen, the Master, He has all authority tonight. Notice what takes place in the text. Number one, it's implied that there's a purchase made. Amen? Verse number two says, If thou buy a Hebrew servant six years, he shall serve. And so when it comes to his authority, there is a a purchase that is made. Why was there a purchase made? A purchase was made simply because of the notion or the reason of service tonight. That's what a servant or a slave does. They serve. They do the master's bidding. And so there was a purchase made. And then there was work that needed to be done. And then after that work or that span was accomplished, there was freedom given tonight. Hey, can I draw a parallel tonight between this servant and the Lord Jesus, or this master and the Lord Jesus Christ just like the master purchased this servant over 2,000 years ago there was a purchase made amen on the cross of Calvary the Bible said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life there were three things purchased on Calvary's hillside number one Jesus purchased the world number two he purchased the nation of Israel and number three he 
purchased the church. Amen. And there was a purchase made by the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Uh, Number two, we find as far as this servant is concerned, uh, he serves his tour of service. Uh, He serves that time allotted that was given. And then he's been able to go out free. Uh, But listen to me. When we think about the Lord Jesus tonight, it was he who made the purchase. uh, uh, But it was him who did the work tonight. Amen. Everything that needed to be accomplished for the redemption of mankind was all wrapped up in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, you didn't do anything to save yourself. I didn't do anything to save myself. But I'm glad he was willing to go. He was willing to walk up Calvary's bloody hillside and endure the suffering and the sin and the shame. And he that knew no sin became sin. But you and I could be made the righteousness of God in him. There's nothing you can do to add to his grace. And there's nothing you can do to take away from the work that was done on the cross tonight. Christ purchased us. But he also did the work. This master set the servant free. Thank God tonight. Amen. Whom the son shall set free shall be free indeed tonight. Amen. I want to serve him tonight because of his authority. Jesus said all power is given unto me tonight. Amen. What we have to realize and what we have to understand is that the master is in control tonight. There's things in my life right now that I don't understand. There's things in my life I can't put all the pieces together. There's things in my life that I do not understand what God is doing. But listen, Charles Spurgeon said it like this. He said that God's sovereignty is my sanity. Amen. The best thing that you can do is realize that you don't have control of your life anyway. Amen. You're not steering this thing. You're not directing your own paths. But the last time I checked, the Bible said that the steps of a good man, they're ordered by the Lord. And we ought to rest in the fact that He is in control tonight. Amen. God has all authority. And I love my master tonight because of his authority. He is in control tonight. Amen. I know sometimes we think we are, but we're not. And he is in control tonight. I love my master because of his authority. Number two, can I say this? I love my master not only because of his authority, but because of the abundance that he gives. Look in verse number three. The Bible said if he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. And if he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. That's fair. That's that's good uh, tonight. But notice this in verse number four. If his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out by himself. Amen. Listen to me. He had to come and he had to confess in verse number 9. I love my master, my wife and my children. It's interesting tonight that in verse number 5 that his family was directly connected with the statement I love my master tonight. Amen. Hey, can I confess to you? There's a lot of times I'm not the husband that I should be. I'm not the father that I should be. I'm not the friend or the 
church member or the Christian, the preacher that I ought to be. But if I love my master the way that he says that I ought to love him, then I can fulfill those roles properly in my life. I can't be the father that I need to be within myself because I'll fail every time. I can't be the husband that I need to be within myself because I'll fall flat on my face every opportunity that I have. But if I'll focus my love on the master, then he makes me a better father and he makes me a better husband and he makes me the Christian that he'd have me to be. Why? Because the channel of my love is flowing through the master tonight. Amen. Everything that this man had, and he realized it, or he had the opportunity to realize it, everything that he had was connected to his master. If he would just say that I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out. Why? Because he loved his master, and he loved his wife, and he loved his children too much to go out and do whatever. Hey, listen to me, Dad. You ought to love, you ought to love your children. You ought to love your wife. And that ought to be motivation enough to live a, a Christian life. But if that's the only reason you're doing it, then you're headed for failure. There's got to be the love of the Master in the equation. It's got to be first and foremost tonight. Amen. He said, I love my Master, my wife, and my children. I will not go out free. I love them too much to go and do whatever I want to do. You know, tonight as a Christian, I could go out and I could get, and I, 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 don't, I don't want to do this, all right? But I could go out and I could get sloppy dog drunk. I could go out and I could buy a carton of cigarettes and go sit down by the creek bank and listen to all kinds of worldly music and, and have what the world thinks is a good time. I could do all of those things. You know why? Because I'm free, white, and 21. I could do all of those things. Now, I know I look 21, but I'm really 34. Amen? Uh, amen. But I could do all of those things. But you know why I don't? Because there's a love on the inside, not just for my wife, because it would devastate her. Not just for those little eyes that are watching me because I realize the weight of the responsibility that I have in the Lord giving me children. But far greater than that tonight, there is a Savior who saved me as a 14-year-old boy who has blessed my life. He's blessed me abundantly. And listen, everything that I have tonight is because of Him tonight. Amen? Listen, I didn't build my life. Certainly my life is a, a consequences of the choices that I make but I've tried to make them according to the Word of God and I realized tonight that there is a Master who has blessed my life abundantly and I don't want to go out and do the things of this world I don't want to go out and do the things that I used to do but there's a Master who's made a difference in my life and I want to serve Him tonight everything that we have is because of Jesus and we have been abundantly but boy aren't we spoiled in this country God has been so good to us tonight. Amen. I love my master because of his authority. Number two, I love my master because of his abundance and his blessing. Number two, I love my master because of his affection. You know this tonight. That we love him because he first loved us. Why would that master give that servant the opportunity to say that I love my master 
because the master loved him. There's no other reason why that he would come and say this but to know that there was affection given. And listen, slavery is certainly not anything that is commanded, all right? But this is one of those things that happened throughout history and God made provision for in the Word of God. He's never really commanded this, but He said, If thou buy a Hebrew servant, six years shall he serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. What is the motivation of that tonight? Listen, it's an understanding that there is value in human life. That this man is not just a piece of property, but he is to serve his term. And then he has the freedom of... Of choice to go out and make whatever decision that he wants to make as a free man but if it just so happens uh, that because of the watch care and the tender love of the master he decides no it's better in here than it is out there hey he serves him because he knows the master loves him tonight why do we want to serve him we want to serve him because of his affection because of his love tonight and He has proved His love for us over and over and over again. Boy, you read the book of Romans. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. I'm glad tonight, listen, once saved, always saved, don't mean that you can live however you want to and go out and do whatever you want to. Listen, when you get saved by the grace of God, you get a new want to. But there is nothing, hear me, glad, hear me well and hear me gladly tonight. There is nothing that you can do to make Jesus Christ fall out of love with you. And there is nothing that you can do to merit His love any more than He loves you right now. You say, what is that? That's grace. That's mercy. That's love. That's affection tonight. I love my Master because it is obvious He loves I could, I could, I, and I did. You can stand and make vows to a person and express your love for them. I try every day to tell my wife and my children that I love them. If that bothers you, you're weird. You're a strange individual. They admit the love languages. Y'all don't bow your head. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The love languages. Amen. I think maybe one or two of you might have read that book. But it, you have touch and you have words of affirmation and you have giving gifts and, and all of that stuff. And if I, if I tell you I love you, I want to hear it back. If I came into the house after work every day and, and said, Honey, I love you. Crickets. Honey, I love you. Dead silence. I would begin to question that love. I, I'm, I'm given, but I'm not getting anything in return. But I'm so glad tonight that with our Savior, when we bow our knee and bow our heart and we tell Him that we love Him, there's never been a moment of silence. There's always been that confirmation that He loves me. Like those little children sing, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Hey, thank God He's given us 66 books of a love letter tonight. Amen. To express His affection and His love and His grace that He's extended toward us tonight. I'm glad that we can serve Him and we can love Him because He first 
loves us. I love my master tonight because of his authority, because of his abundance, because of his affection. But then I love my master because of his association. Notice in the word of God in verse number five, and if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges, and he shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. Here this servant is, and he is making a public statement to forever be associated with the master as the master would maybe send him on an errand or as the master would have him have him work around the estate people would look and people would see that servant and they would see that mark that hole in his ear and they would realize that he was not his own they would realize that he belonged to his master and what took place that day at the door and the gate of the city it was public for everybody to see but can I tell you this, when you look at that servant tonight and you see that hole in his ear and we think, my, how big of a, a step that he took to go and publicly say, to have that ear placed upon that door, that doorpost, and, and how courageous he was and how wonderful he is to say that he loved his master. Hey, can I tell you tonight that that mark doesn't speak well of the servant. That mark points to the master and it says, hey, that servant has a master that's worth serving. And so he made that vow and he made that choice to give up all of his freedoms to serve that master it's a testimony of the master tonight Paul said this in Galatians chapter number 6 and verse number 17 he said from henceforth let no man trouble me for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Galatians was one of the first books that the apostle Paul wrote and right off of the bat everybody was scared of Paul because of who he was before his conversion. And you can read through the epistles. You can read through Corinthians. And you can read through Galatians. And Paul reached a place where he was just fed up with people questioning his apostleship. And here's what he said. He said, from henceforth, let no man trouble me. In other words, I don't want to hear another word about this. You question me and who I serve. You question my, my apostleship and my authority. Well, look at me. Look at my body. Look at how weak my eyesight is. Look at how crippled my body is. Look at the lashes in my back. Look at the bruises on my body. Hey, I was beaten and I was left for death. Hey, you want to question who I'm serving? Look at me. And may that be our message to the world. You want to know who I serve. You want to know where I stand. You know where I fall. Look at me. See the marks in my body. See my service. See my love. See my devotion for the Lord Jesus Christ Paul literally bore those marks he was stoned he was beaten he was flogged he was left for dead he was shipwrecked and imprisoned and he did it all for the Lord Jesus Christ and we bear marks of Christ when we profess our faith and our love for him can I say this? We are fundamentalists tonight, and it ought to be obvious. Yeah. 
to the world whom we're serving. He bore our marks. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we're healed. You know what Isaiah's talking about? Isaiah's talking about a divine transaction. I brought my transgressions. Amen. He was wounded for them. Amen. I brought my iniquities. He was bruised for them. I, I, I desired peace, and, and he was chastised for that. I needed healing, and he bore the stripes upon his body. Boy, if there's anybody that got the raw end of the deal, it was him. But he willingly walked up Calvary's hillside after the beatings and the floggings and the cat and nine tails at Gabbatha and the suffering at Gethsemane and the pain and the sorrow and the misery and the separation from God the Father at Golgotha's hillside. Jesus bore that for you and for me tonight. So is it too much to ask that we bear his marks? Is it too much to ask that he came and was identified with you and I that we be identified with him? Does the world tonight know that you're a Christian? Do your co-workers know that you're saved? Do your schoolmates know that you've professed, Christ, professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? Maybe you're here tonight because you have to be. Maybe you're in that six-year period right now and you're a young person and your mom and dad have brought you here and you're here in servitude and service to the Lord because you have to be. But what's going to happen when that seventh year rolls around? What's going to happen when you turn 18? What's going to happen when you, all the freedom of the world hits you and is presented right there in your face? What are you going to do? You're going to go out free? Or are you going to say this? I love my master. There was a time and a moment in this man's life when he served because he had to. But what a wonderful day it was in his heart and his life when he started serving because he wanted to. So I want to ask you that question again tonight. Are you here because you have to be? Or are you here because you want to be? Nobody made me come tonight. Nobody put a gun and said, you're going to church tonight. Nobody did that. He said, well, you're here preaching. Brother Gravely lined you up. I could have laid out. Could have. But I didn't. Because I wanted to be here tonight. And I believe with all of my heart, I'm looking at people that are here because they want to be but maybe you're here tonight and you're serving just simply because you have to I promise you this it's a whole lot better when you serve because you want to amen amen let's stand together tonight what a good master that we have would you say with me tonight and with the word of God that you love your master tonight while they come with a song we'll have a verse of invitation brother Brian's going to come you've been good listeners tonight thank you 
the Lord spoke to your heart this evening, come on to the altar and pray. If you feel like you've grown a little cold in your service, what he said is right. Uh, a lot of us serve because we're ashamed of the consequences if we don't. The shame that people might uh, bring us through because we've quit. But I tell you, what we need is a good dose of I want to serve the Lord. And I think if our want to changes, I think we could really make a difference in this community. And I think we could really make a difference in this church. And uh, so that's, that's what I got out of that tonight. Do I really want to serve him or am I just doing it because it's just what we do? And, uh, but I tell you, I, my heart's desire is I want to serve him, not just because it's what's expected, but because I love him. Amen. The Lord spoke to your heart while they sing. Amen. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fire. 